Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm Robin Graham, your host, and a brand marketing strategist and photographer passionate about helping women connect and grow their audience and get more clients. I am so excited you are here with me today to chat all about branding, personal development, and life overall in this second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build the business from the ground up when I was actually terrified to put myself out into the world as something new. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive into a new episode. Are you struggling with brand clarity, confidence, and creating content that connects? Want to brand yourself or your business, but don't know where to begin? Or are you frustrated because you're doing all the things you see everyone else doing, but you aren't getting more clients? You're telling everyone what you do, but no one hears you. It's like you're speaking a foreign language because your message isn't resonating. I hear you. The overwhelm is real. I feel your pain and frustration. I've been there. It wasn't overnight that I grew my business and figured out how to create a cohesive and consistent brand message that builds genuine connections and gets more clients. In fact, I did everything the hard way and I want to make it easier for you because I've been in your shoes and I don't want you to struggle anymore. I am offering brand strategy, clarity, confidence, and connection coaching sessions to help you master your brand messaging and be seen and heard as the expert you are. In a one hour strategy session, we'll dive deep into your values, visions, and passions to create absolute clarity around your brand messaging and business. You'll not only have absolute clarity for your brand messaging, but you'll feel confident. When you are confident, you will trust yourself more and be able to create content, content that genuinely connects and helps your ideal audience get to know, like, and trust you. After working with Tracy for only one hour, she said, Robin's branding expertise was not only insightful, but empowering. She gave me a clear vision of my personal brand and how I can market myself as an authority in higher education. The blueprint she gave me for creating a personal brand is very detailed, but most importantly, gives me confidence that I can and will continue to transform business initiatives within higher education programs and help and inspire others to do the same. Don't you want to achieve that sense of clarity and confidence to feel empowered to inspire your audience? I believe you can and will when we work together. Now, if you're envisioning yourself feeling anxious and frantically taking notes during this session, don't worry. You don't have to write anything down. The only thing you need to do is focus on the strategy session and learning, and I'll take care of everything else. You'll receive a comprehensive blueprint from me outlining everything we've talked about with action items that will take your brand messaging to the next level and attract more clients. Do you want absolute clarity on your brand messaging and to know how to connect with your ideal audience to attract more clients? Then this strategy session is for you. Don't waste any more time spinning your wheels. 
go to therobingram.com slash shop to schedule your session today. Hurry, because I have limited spots per month so that I can give you the attention you deserve. I can't wait to work with you and watch your brand messaging and business transform. Do you ever find yourself standing in your closet thinking, I have nothing to wear? I know that I have spent many a minute doing just that, standing there looking at all of these clothes and finding absolutely nothing that is going to make me feel good at that moment in time. Today's guest, Jeannie Ream, is here and she is going to tell us how we can dress to feel more confident and be on brand. She's going to help us no matter what we think about our body, whether we think our body is too big or too short or too tall, our butts are too big, our boobs are too small, whatever it is, Jeannie has advice that will help us look good, feel great, and be confident. Jeannie Reem, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Hi, Robin. Thanks for having me. Well, welcome. I think we're going to have a great conversation today, and I'm really thrilled to be able to share your expertise related to fashion today because it's something that so many of us struggle with. I know I am Mm -hmm. so guilty of standing in my closet and looking at it and thinking I have nothing to wear. And (laughs) as a result, (laughs) I get online and I buy things and I end up sending them all back and it's always just one thing after another. So I think this conversation is going to have a healthy impact on a lot of women and their confidence getting ready for work, getting ready to present in front of clients, getting ready to do a speaking engagement, so on and so forth. So with that said, let's have you tell the listeners a little bit about you and your background, and then we'll dive in. Okay. So hello, audience. I am thrilled to be on the podcast and speaking with all of you. So my name is Jeannie Ream, and I um, the owner of Fashion Genie, and I am a clothing stylist. I help restyle high-level entrepreneurs, speakers, executives who need a rebranding and a revamping. And I guess let me start about you know my background and how I got started in all this. So I was in New York City, and I worked for a pre you know well-known department store in their buying office. I did that for several years in Manhattan. I loved, loved, loved it. Then I had to make the choice of moving on or transferring back to Philadelphia and get married. So I got married, had my two boys, decided to stay home. Lucky me, I wanted to stay home and I was able to stay home and raise my little baby boys. So then I worked for Ralph Lauren. And at that point, I realized that I had a gift that I could understand women, their body and how to dress it and what would look amazing on their figure, whether they were petite, tall, you know, size two or size 22. And then I decided to start Fashion Genie. So here I am and I'm talking to you and so I've had the great opportunity to style many speakers for Speakers Who Dare, as well as TEDx Lincoln Square in Manhattan. And so that has been amazing, amazing, amazing. Styling speakers is so much fun because everyone comes from a different point of view, right? Mm-hmm. And their brand and their essence is one way. And then I dress them to complement who they are and who they want to be on stage. That was just amazing. And I love what I do. It's very gratifying because I can feel the confidence growing in these men and women. And as I curate, 
you know, outfits for them that they didn't think they could ever wear, but they always wanted to be this certain way. And I say, yes, you can be that way. And they look in the mirror and they just, they're like, I just can't believe it. And when they step on that stage or they get in front of that new customer, they can sell better. They know who they are better. And that's one less thing they need to worry about is what they look like because they have cameras on them, you know, rolling all the time, especially the speakers and for presentations and things like that. So it's great. I love what I do. I love it because people are just so happy when we're done because they feel amazing. And I would imagine their confidence escalates as well. And especially as an entrepreneur, when you are trying to represent your brand and trying to get clients, you want to Mm -hmm. feel confident because the more confident we feel, the better I think we're able to build the know, like, and trust factor. So whether you're an entrepreneur speaking on a big platform or a big stage, or you are an entrepreneur doing a presentation in front of potential clients, or even going to a networking event, you have to own Mm -hmm. the space that you're in at the moment. You have to. And branding is really important. And I would like to think more people are going that way and understanding like, okay, it's, it's the whole package. It's just not what I'm selling. It's how I look mm-hmm. and how you dress is your calling card. And, and each niche is different. Each mm-hmm. industry is different. And it's really important that you dress according to what's expected and how you're perceived, right? You want to be perceived a certain way and really need to think about what you have on and yeah. your hair and your accessories. It's the whole thing. Right, right. And your personal brand is differentiating yourself. So you need to Mm -hmm. know, first of all, like how you want to differentiate yourself, right? And what your personal brand actually represents. But also you Mm -hmm. you need to know your ideal audience and who you're presenting Mm -hmm. yourself in front of. So I love that you're able to style people based on all of those things collectively because it empowers them. Mm -hmm. It does empower them. And it's just really exciting, the whole process. And it's a very humbling process. You know, I'm with these clients and in their fitting rooms or I'm in their closet and they feel very vulnerable because it's almost a little therapeutic. You know, why don't you think you can wear this? Or, you know, what do you want to say? And what's holding you back? That sort of thing. And once we break through that, and it really is interesting because we all have self-conscious feelings about certain parts of our body. And am I too old to wear that sort of thing? I don't want to look like my 16 year old or, you know, my butt's too big, my boobs are too big, or my arms are too big, whatever it is, all women, we have these insecurities. And I know I've told you this before. So it's not your body. That's the issue that's holding you back, finding clothes that you love and feel amazing in. It's the choices that you're making. It's the cuts and the silhouettes that are not working for your figure. Mm-hmm. Okay. You just mentioned something about body image and how we perceive our bodies. And you had a very traumatic event happen for you when you were diagnosed Mm -hmm. with breast cancer. And Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. love to hear a little bit about your journey, not only with breast cancer, but how that affected your body image and how you had to transition your fashion style for your body once that happened. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, something that nobody wants to hear, but I had my mammograms every year as I needed to. And fortunately they found something suspicious and it turned out to be breast cancer. And it was very scary, but the positive of all that was it was the kind of breast cancer that you would want because it wasn't, you know, too invasive and it was curable. So that was good. And I decided that I wanted to have a double mastectomy because I was very cystic. I had many lumps before. And I knew that if I just had a lumpectomy, it wouldn't be enough for me. I would worry, worry, worry all the time. So I just, I knew I was like, just cut them off. (laughs) You know, not being, you know, too dramatic, but I was like, I don't need them anymore. And I don't want to worry. So let's just get rid of them. And then I chose to have reconstruction. So 
it was a whirlwind and it's almost a blur. I was told by my friends and family that I was very, like I handled it very well. I don't remember that. <laughs> so here we are, fast forward to actually it's been four years and my breast got a little bit bigger. So I had to adjust to that, you know, get a new a bra size and kind of change the way I was dressing because I didn't want anything too clingy. I want something with structure, right? It's really mm-hmm. important to have clothes with structure, but that aren't too clingy. But I think the biggest impact this had for me was Fashion Genie. And where was I going to go with Fashion Genie? And I thought to myself, you know what? Life is too short. I know I have so much to offer because I know that I'm really good at what I do. And when I'm 80 years old, I don't want to think to myself, wow, I really should have, you know, expanded Fashion Genie. I should have, you know, gone to the speakers and the entrepreneurs and the executives and worked with them more. And it really pivoted my business. And, you know, I took branding and coaching courses and things online with some amazing, amazing people. And I grew my business and it's been really exciting. And I'm writing for Sway Magazine and then TEDx and Square came around and then Speakers Who's There came around. And it was just like, you know, once I made that conscious effort to really just move forward with what I was doing because of the breast cancer, it was great. So I think that was probably the biggest change that the cancer, you know, had for me. I think anytime you have a life-changing event, it puts a new perspective on all of the decisions you make for your future. Absolutely. Do I want to continue working? Which I did. My family telling my boys so hard. It was harder than, and telling my mother was really hard. You know, it's absolutely life-changing. And everything I think about now is gratitude for everything. I had it before, but it's multiplied. Mm -hmm. You know, the cardinals in the morning, the birds in the morning, the seagulls, the ocean, you know, even my dog rolling over and scratching his back, you know, just all those little things. And I tell everyone, there's many women around me who had not had mammograms in, you know, three to five years, which freaked me out. And I was all over everybody. I'm like, you have to do this. You have to get your mammograms. You know, it takes 10 minutes, do it, get it done. And uh, I had actually a lot of women calling me who I think I helped, you know, work through the process because each cancer victim is different. You know, each cancer right. it's eradicated or it jumps around, you know, there's, there's so many things, but it's life-changing so much. Yeah. <laughs> and I, there was a silver lining now. So I'm so blessed. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You were very blessed. I mean, you're, you're a survivor, which is fantastic. And from that experience, you were able to shift your business and really create yeah. a brand for yourself that has mm-hmm. soared in terms of success. So let's shift back to your brand and your business because I know you've said that it's not the body type. It's not how much you weigh. It's not how tall you are or how short you are. It's not how big your butt is, but it's about the choices we make with our clothing. So can you give us some tips? You know, if you're, I don't even know what example to give you. Like you tell us, will you, what we can do to make sure that we look good. Yeah. So I never ask anyone how much they weigh because to me, it does not matter how much they weigh. It doesn't matter. So there's three things that will help you determine what kind of clothes to buy. One is your body shape, right? If you're more hourglass, if you're you know more broad shouldered, or if you're more hippie, uh, body shape, body proportion. If you're petite, a lot of people think petite is a size. Petite is a proportion. You can be five foot seven and need petite tops because you're short-waisted, right? So it's proportion and body deviation. What I mean by that is all the freaky little things that will never change, like how big your shoulders are, how short or how long your neck is. That will also help determine what kind of top you need to wear. 
if you have really big calves, if you have really thin calves, those things will never really change if your body changes, right? So those are the three factors that determine what kind of clothes that you should wear. Then it's a matter of finding a brand that works. If you're a size 12 in one brand and a size 12 in another brand, you know the brands never fit the same, right? Even though they're size 12. When I have my clients in a fitting room, I have hundreds of pieces in the fitting room. And we come out with a lot, but we get rid of probably three-fourths of them because they just don't fit. That's why getting merchandise in the mail is so difficult because you know, you get it and it's like, well, it's my size. Why doesn't it fit? You know, it's my size and it looks really good on that model. Well, if you're short-waisted and you buy a top that's, you know, cut up too high or cut up too low, it's, it's going to make you look off balance and it's just not going to work. Same with jeans. How hard is it to find a freaking pair of jeans, right? So, so hard. hard. That's it why really once is. I found a brand that I really like, that's it. That's right. what I buy every time. <laughs> right. Well, then, you know, what's going to happen is the designer's going to change it. and They do. So... <laughs> I, then they change it and you're like, no, I need these jeans. So it's a very long process, but it's a process that works. And I've done it over and over and over again, but it's not going to happen like overnight, right? To curate a wardrobe that you can just open your you know, closet doors in the morning and walk in and pull together an outfit. It takes time. I say it takes two of the same seasons to really have everything you need, which also thinking of that, I have a closet essentials worksheet that I'm more than you. happy. Yes. More than happy to give you that link for all your listeners. And in it is a list of everything that you need in your wardrobe. It's like a capsule wardrobe. And once you have most of these pieces, depending on your industry, someone who is more casual in their industry won't need a pencil skirt, let's say. So, but in it is pretty much everything you need. And once you have that, you can use all of them in mix and match and styling yourself in the morning and getting out of the house early in the morning feeling amazing will be that much easier once you have the pieces that you need. There's a lot of essentials that you need. Basics, I call them just basics. Then once you have those basics, then you can throw in those crazy trendy items, right? Something that's going to maybe be in style for two years or so. So that's, you know, really important. You have the right pieces that go with your figure. So what are just a few of those pieces? If I am, I mean, you know me, I'm an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. am now doing a ton of things by Zoom, but typically Mm -hmm. I'm meeting with clients. Mm -hmm. But even if I'm on Zoom and I'm doing a presentation, I'm going Mm -hmm. to want to look nice. So what Mm -hmm. are a couple of staple items that I could take from day to evening and feel great in them, no matter who my audience is that I'm meeting with? Okay. So the first thing is, I think layering is very important but it has to be very soft, thin layering, especially on camera. I've been doing a lot of these Zoom styling sessions because again, I can't get my hands on my clients and a lot of them are speakers or they're giving presentations. So it's really important that the whole neckline is open. I'm not saying the boobs are showing. I'm just saying this is open because you're going to look like this on camera already, right? With your shoulders Uh, hunched. Right. That's why I have this, this V-neck because it, it elongates all this and it's much more slimming. So mm-hmm. any kind of, I would say a, a really lightweight blouse, maybe with small little, you know, sleeves here with a nice drape. Blues, light blues are beautiful for this time of year. Oranges, yellows are hard to wear, but I would say like a really nice cami for lack of a better word. And I'm not talking like a sexy little, you know, lingerie thing. I'm talking about like a business, a cami, right? Mm-hmm. An earring, if you like earrings, 
what well, you can't do earrings because you have your your headphones on. But if you don't have the headphones on, I'd say a nice hoop earring, something that's appropriate for your industry. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to do a blazer, or maybe you could do like a really cute jean jacket, or uh, they have stretch sweater blazers, which are just so nice and so comfortable. And they have structure to them. Very, very important when you're on camera, uh, because not clingy, but structure, because the camera will add weight to your figure. So you want something that that is not too much fabric, so it just mm-hmm. adds pounds to it. So a nice little cami with color, right? Maybe one of your brand colors, that sort of thing you can do. And I would say like a nice blazer you could do right now. And it, if you don't have to have headphones on, a nice earrings or a nice soft flat necklace, like not like a big hunky chunky. Because you don't want to be distracting, especially on Zoom calls, of all of this up here. Mm-hmm. It's not about all this because I'm just going to be looking at your necklace. It's this big thing or these big, you know, I do have big earrings on, but I'm in the industry where I can, right? So that's what I would suggest for right now for someone who's speaking on camera. Now, if you're speaking on the stage, I would go with a classic trouser crop pant. I would go with a flesh colored pump if you can wear pumps. If you can't wear a pump, get a nice little wedge. I like the flesh color, especially this time of the year because it's warmer and the color is is lighter. And right now we're Um, recording at the beginning of summer, but we may not air this until fall. But I think you're probably going to have like some of your color recommendations that you just mentioned are all going to flow into fall without a problem. And, and they're really common colors. And I think we can pull them off for season transition, right? Absolutely. And to your point, it's a really good point. A lot in the closet essentials, I talk a lot about very neutral colors in the sense that you don't have the trendy on season colors or the patterns. So I would keep all the basics more neutral. And then I would add shots of color, maybe your brand colors, or maybe a color that looks better with your complexion. I would throw those in. Everything, you know, that you, if you wanted to buy right now, what you were saying for right now, keep it classic. Because if you're going to spend some money and and you get what you pay for, you really do. You get a better fit, you get a better material, and you get them made better. Keep it classic because you're going to have them for a long time. And I'm not talking about boring either. <laughs> on trend, modern, but classic. And mm-hmm. that's what I would do right now, whether it's, we're filming now in the summer, but you know, for the winter and the fall, if you have those classic pieces and they're good neutrals, they can easily transition into the fall and into the winter. And then that's when you change maybe your shoe color. You're going to go with a darker palette or your blazer. That's when you're going to go with something a little bit, you know, darker perhaps. I mean, I have the same camis that I wear. There's white, there's black, there's a light blue, but I can still wear them through winter. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to change my pants and I'm going to change my shoe color. I'm changing the accessories that go on top of them. Mm-hmm. And what about, Jeannie? I know there are, you mentioned silhouette, and there are specific key things when it comes to creating that silhouette on our body. So would you describe that for us? So silhouette meaning the drape of the clothes when they're on your body. For instance, women tend to, you know, a bigger butt here, right? And they're a little bit bigger in the waist, but we're all very slim in here. This would be our slimmest point at this point. So if you have a beautiful blouse with ruching, that's going to be a really beautiful silhouette for you. And it won't be clingy. That's the thing. I always talk about this because clingy starts showing all the, you know, bad fat, the stuff we don't want to say, stuff that 
nobody wants to show, but the silhouette would be beautiful. Something that drapes away from the body, but it's not too boxy and not too voluminous because again when you're on stage to give the audience a visual since they can't see us something more like an what do they call it an a-line where an a-line yeah Mm -hmm. so the silhouette that's what i mean like silhouette meat is it an a-line is it a sheath dress is it straighter is it wider is the pant like if you're going to wear a pants is it like a like a a gabardine wool drinky wider silhouette or is it a skinnier, tighter legging sort of look? So, so when I'm talking about silhouettes, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to lay on the floor and chalk the outside of your body, you know, there's, yeah, I guess a triangle. If you, if you want to go back to layman's terms, you have a triangle silhouette of, of clothing, you know, is that what you mean? Like you're asking me about Yeah, no, I was just so, asking yeah. so that people can understand yeah. exactly what you mean. It's almost like showcasing the frame of your body so that it's not exactly. like you're not, especially if you're a bigger person or a thin person, you don't necessarily want to wear something that is square because it's going to make you look boxy instead of, and I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there where people that are bigger think they need to wear bigger clothes. And I experience this Absolutely. when I'm doing shoots a lot where I'll clamp their clothes to give them a more fitted, flattering look. Because the more we can silhouette, I think the more enhanced we appear. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. This is probably the biggest misunderstanding in 75% of the women, even if they're a little smaller too, is that they think, and actually if you're a little older too, because as we get older, our bodies do change. They want to cover up, cover up, cover up. And I call this the potato sack effect where they want to put on a potato sack and they think they look so much better. Where in reality, you're adding weight and pounds to yourself. I mean, I could show you so many before and after, you know, photos and and they're so hesitant like no I don't want to because I'm going to show this you're going to see this you're going to see this well I'm not going to again wear anything clingy I'm going to put something on that's going to accentuate and highlight your figure but it's going to also be very appealing at the same time Mm -hmm. length of tops is a big factor too I remember you talking about this so that French tuck can become a best friend but it's very yeah. important to wear, and maybe you can, I know people can't see it, so it makes it a little bit difficult, but I know you have all of these demonstrations on your website, so we can send people to you directly. I do. I have links of all but, these diagrams. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it gives people a good perspective if you explain, like, you know, you don't necessarily want something to hit, like, right at the very tip top of your thighs, because it's going to cut your body off. So for creating that silhouette, where would you want tops to fall? Okay, so let me tell you the little backstory on this. So how your dresser eyes will look at you in blocks of color, right? So if you have a red shirt on, I'm going to see, you know, red, then I'm going to see a pair of pants, let's say they're navy. So the whole idea of having your top hitting at the right point of your body is a proportion. And I would say 95 to 97% of women should be doing this, where top should hit between your hip bone and your pubic bone no longer than that, unless it's a tunic top, but then it needs to hit the middle of your thigh, right? And then you could do a cute little pair of either jeans or leggings or something like that. But for the most part, it should not go any longer than the pubic bone. And that's because if it is longer than that, the proportion is going to be way off. The leg to body proportion is going to be awful. I say it and you can't really understand it until you actually see it, but it's so important that your glasses and your blazers hit at that spot. And if they are too long, then that's when I say do the front tuck. 
And people are amazed, like, oh my God, my leg line looks so much longer. I didn't even know that this existed. No one ever told me about a front cock. It's like the quick 10 second way of having a longer leg line and a leaner looking body. It's amazing. And that applies to all body types. It's not just someone who is short, it's someone who is tall as well. Totally. You know, I had women who are size 20 to 22 and they're like, no, are you kidding me? Like expose my belly and, and anything longer than that. Oh my God, no, no, no. And I'll, I'll do it for them. And they're pretty amazed because then what happens is then we will accompany it with, let's say, a blazer or something. Because I know a lot of us are afraid of exposing our tush. They feel a little vulnerable with that. So if you put a really sharp blazer, I'm such a lover of blazers. It's going to cover that up a little bit. So you're going to feel a little more confident and a little more settled, you mm-hmm. know, with your front tuck. So there's lots of ways of doing it. And once you get it, you can be like, why didn't I? do this before. Yeah. Yeah. So much sense, especially when you see it on a photo. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And I know these are all little tricks that I've learned from you, basically from following you. And then I apply them when I'm doing shoots and it makes a remarkable difference. So we've talked about like those, the staple pieces to have, and you are going to direct people to your tip sheet, which I highly recommend everybody download this. I've downloaded it and it's absolutely fabulous. And as you are going through your closet, it's a great way to purge what you don't need and what you're not going to use. And Mm -hmm. speaking of that, Jeannie, do you have recommendations? Like I've heard the statement, if you haven't worn it in a year, get rid of it. What do you say Mm -hmm. about that? When is it time to get rid of things? I would say, I think that's a good rule, but every rule has, you know, a little flexibility to it, right? So I am like, don't get rid of that sweatshirt that you love. That's, you know, from your college or wherever you got it. That's just like a rainy Saturday, fall, cold sweatshirt. Like you need to keep those. And yeah, you need to keep, you know, your ugly old hoppers on your sweatpants. That's perfectly fine. But if you're still wearing and I have had many clients who still have clothes from college. So that would be like the the 80s or 90s, right? And they just don't want to get rid of them because they were expensive when they bought them. Well, they're outdated. It doesn't matter if you say, no, but shoulder pads are in a little bit. They are, but they're different now. And it looks dated. You can't wear that, especially if you are really trying to change your appearance and change your brand and up-level everything. You need to change your wardrobe. So if you're going through your closet, second thing, you have too much crap in there and you can't find anything, or if you have clothes with hang tags on them, you have too many clothes, you have too much. And it's what we call now a fast fashion. There's a lot of that fast fashion going on where you get that top for 50 bucks and you buy it. You're like, oh my God, that's a great deal. I'm going to get it. You bring it home. You have no idea you know, what it goes with. So if you're in your closet and you have too much and it's really old and you're hanging on to it because it was really expensive back then when you bought it and it may come around and it may, you know, be relevant again, it's not going to be. You're wasting your time staring at your closet because you have too much in there. Mm-hmm. Just time to just let it go. <laughs> let it I go. I that. think that's the song, right? Yeah, it is. It <laughs> you, is. Have, you have to let it go because then what's going to happen is when you let it go, you're going to know. So the other great little thing I like to throw around is 80% of the time we wear 20% of our clothes, right? So once you purge all that stuff that you just don't ever wear, then you have what's left. Then when you get my closet essentials worksheet and you start filling in with the pieces that make sense to your industry, of course, and then that's how you slowly start. But you have to get rid of the crap. You just, you have to, because it brings you down, especially in the morning when you have to get out of the house. You don't know how to throw an asset together. 
Yeah, I love that. These are great tips. And I know that every brand sizes differently and, and every body type has different brands that fit them better. But do you have just like one favorite go-to brand that you have found really helps a majority of your clients? Do you have like okay, a store that you recommend? Like what are some of your favorites? Okay. So there's this one jean that I love that wildly wonderfully priced. It's called Cut from the Cloth. K-U-T from the Cloth. Mm-hmm. Do you have them? Mm-hmm. I don't care what size you are. You will find a pair of jeans that fit you. Wonderful. Every time I put a woman in them, they love them. The fabric is amazing. It's that really nice, soft stretch. They fit right under the belly button. Well, they have different waists you know, a longer waist, a shorter waist, but mostly I like like right under the belly button. And it's not that like constricting where you're, you're like, I have to unbutton these because they're too tight. They have the best stretch and you don't have that sausage leg looking, you know, playing to them. They're wonderful. Like those, I always love those. And ooh, I do shop a lot at Nordstrom's and at Bloomingdale's. But here again, it really depends on a few things. Your size, because I was just searching for petite for a client of mine. She's like five foot two and she needs some summer dresses and, and some tops. It's really hard to shop for petite. So if you're petite, then I'll go and I'll shop at one store. Depends on your budget, where I shop with my clients, you know, and again, what they're looking for. Is it business attire? Is it very, you know, conservative business attire? Are you in an industry like advertising or technology where you could be a little bit more casual? So all of those things kind of dictate where I shop for my clients. Mm -hmm. But I know that cut from the cloth jeans are amazing. And I know that you need to have an an awesome bra and Spanx. Like everybody needs a pair of Spanx. I don't care what size you are. Like you need Spanx. I'm sorry. Because it kills me when I see underwear lines. They turn around. I'm like, no. Yeah, I know. Ah." Like you can't walk on stage with underwear lines. No. And from a photography perspective, it's a killer. Because then I have to edit them and that's awful. (laughs) I would agree with the Spanx. And it's funny because it doesn't matter the size because we all have flaws that need to be hidden under our clothes. Yeah, it's just a reality. I've heard a lot of women say that they're just too tight, they're too tight, they're too tight, where you're not finding the right size. Like anything else has to find the right size. Yeah. And actually in Spanx, I think you have to go up a couple sizes for that comfort. Yeah. At least I do. Yeah. That's fascinating. And a good bra, that's also a great recommendation because you want that to fit right because that's going to alter how your tops fit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as well as and the get measured, get yeah. measured. Lots of times you're buying the wrong bra and your body changes. I don't know what it's every five years or seven years, something like that. You need to get resized. I mean, mm-hmm. Everything's changing the older you get. Like that. So one more Very question. Yeah, I know, right? As we age, our bodies shift completely. It's like, wait a second. That, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a, a scary yeah. thing sometimes. So let me ask you this, because I know a lot of people love to go to, oh, what do you, what do you call them? Like the, the discount stores, like Marshall's, TJ Maxx. Uh-huh. I think there's a name for them. So the clothes that they have, are they in season? Are they past season? Like, do you recommend that for people that are shopping on a budget? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would say so. But the experience is going to be a little bit different. It's just going to take you longer to find pieces. Lots of times there's two ways they get their product. They get it from retailers that have excess merchandise and they need to job them out and get rid of it. So they'll mm-hmm. sell them to those establishments. Sometimes the establishments will cut deals with the brands and, you know, get them that way. 
right from the manufacturer. But mostly it's piecemeal, you know, and it's going to take you a little bit longer to find an outfit because I recommend this highly. The other tip I give my clients is one, know what you need before you go shopping because you're not going to waste your money and you're not going to waste time. And second is buy the whole outfit. Don't assume that you have something to go with the pant or the top that you bought. I guarantee you, you don't. Maybe you do, but mostly I would say no. So buy the whole entire outfit. So if you go to those sort of establishments, which I think are great, you can find wonderful stuff at discount stores. There's a name for them. They're not big box stores. They're not discount stores. I don't know what. Yeah. There's a name for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's give yourself extra time. Just give yourself extra time and be patient. And the other little tip I like to give is when you're in the fitting room, take a picture of yourself in the outfit. I think I've even told this to you. Take a picture of yourself in the outfit. Step back. Because you can get a really good perspective on how everything looks. And I guarantee you that you think it looks good looking in the mirror. When you take a photograph, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, that top is way too big. It's way too big. And the pants look like crap. You know, and then so do that, too. It's, it's really helpful. Oh, those are, that's a great tip. I wouldn't have yeah. necessarily really helpful. That. I mean, totally helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And those mirrors are not always the best. So I, I can and see where And the lighting where is you, awful. Yeah. Yeah. If these establishments would just change their lighting, I guarantee you that they would sell more product because yeah. I go in there and you just like every bag, every pucker, everything shows. It's awful. I look awful in this. I'm not going out, especially bathing suits. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole different subject, right? <laughs> uh, I'm getting, I'm getting off the, the subject line here, but yeah. <laughs> frustrating. It's very frustrating. And everyone has to be patient. It takes a lot of time. Or you just call me. That's what I'm for. <laughs> That's what you're for. All right. So Jeannie, and you do online, you have an online course and everything, right? I do. I have an online course uh, for those of you who cannot, you know, you're just thinking you're not, you don't know if you're ready for it. Perhaps you don't want this one-on-one service or time constraints, so many different reasons. So I have a, an online course that is a step-by-step guide. You get a workbook involved with it as well. Basically, everything that I do with my clients one-on-one, I'm teaching you how to do it and why. You know, starting with understanding your body type to getting rid of the stuff in your closet to keeping the essentials, then how to dress for your body type because you just figured out if, you know, what your proportions are, what your, you know, body shape is and all that, how to dress for that, and then where to find the merchandise if you're petite, if you're tall, you know, if you have larger feet, if whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jeannie, where can the listeners find you and connect with you? So they can find me on Instagram at Fashion Genie underscore. You can find me on LinkedIn at Fashion Genie. And you can find me on Twitter on Fashion Genie. And I have a Fashion Genie Insider private Facebook page that I would invite all of your listeners to join. And you get a lot of little tips and tricks all the time and some fun little weekly outfit critiques that I send out to all of, you know, all of the insiders on if this outfit works and why does it work and why doesn't it? So it's just kind of like an ongoing teaching process. I love that. Of, you know, how to curate an outfit. Yeah. And then your website to access the course and your tip sheet. Yep. Fashiongenie.com. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fashion Genie, thank you for being here. It was a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much, Robin. This is great. I'd love to share what I know about clothing and styling because it makes everyone just feel amazing once they get it down. And it's what I live for. It's great. Yeah. And it not only, it not only does all of those things, but it empowers, it helps with confidence. And the more confident we are, 
within our own skin. I fully believe that when we look good, we feel good, the more confident we are, the more successful we're going to be, the better we're going to be able to build our personal brand. So absolutely. It's all so important. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Jeannie. Thank you. Have a good week. And that's a wrap friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. It will also help others find the podcast. I really look forward to getting to know my listeners. Will you please connect with me on Instagram? You can find me at the Robin Graham. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Robin Graham. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, the Brand Marketing Insider. Please spread the word about the second day's podcast. Until next time, remember to smile.